What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay Maybe Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. I want you to do it to me, baby. Honey, cows come home. What is up? What is up with it, everybody? Today is Wednesday, and uh, it is the first official attempt at something new I'm going to try this year on Wednesdays. Um, because I'm a huge fan of alliterations, I think I'm going to call it something like Woman Wednesday or something or <laughs> something like that, you know, um, because I just feel like I want to go back to the Spice Girl days, right? Girl power. Because women don't always have to suck. They really don't. And uh, I'm going to try to prove that by being positive about them. Um, so before we get started, I, a recap, right? Because I know that my <laughs> first episode of the year was called White Girls Hate Girls, right? White Girls Hate Each Other or something like that. And it was basically me slamming all these girls that I felt had done me wrong in my life, particularly one that I just reconnected with on Facebook. And guess what? I was feeling pretty shitty about doing that because... I sent her a link with the podcast. And I was like, hey, I talk about you in this one. Let me know what you think. Like a real brat, right? And then I talk about how she just totally stabbed me in the back and this, that, and the other. But you know what she did? She womaned up. And instead of just completely ignoring me and never talking to me again or, you know, cussing me out about totally pulling her card on that show and whatever, you know what she did? She bossed up. She was like, you know what, Lindsay? I listened to the episode. My bad, girl. And she explains kind of what she was going through during that time. And, and I already kind of had an idea. I kind of mentioned how she was with this guy who was just a total jerk and how I was kind of coming out of a relationship similar to that. So I was picking up on those vibes for her. But, you know, like I said, sometimes we just need some acknowledgement. Sometimes we just need somebody to say, hey, you know what? It had nothing to do with you. It was totally me. And it wasn't right what I did. But there you go. I want to offer amends and blah, 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 blah. And that's what she did. And she did it to a T. I knew this girl was a real one. So now I don't have to keep beating myself up because after I posted that episode, I was talking to everybody I knew like, damn, I really shouldn't have done that because now I feel bad. I feel like I might have just rocked this girl to the core on a real negative level, which is so the opposite of what my resolutions were, right? So just so everybody knows, she handled it like a boss. She knows who she is. Go her. And I'm so glad she's not with that guy anymore. I'm so glad that she gets to be back at her regular, happy, big-hearted self because she's such a good person. And I think she had been through a lot. And, you know, those abusive relationships, they really happen to the best of girls, myself included. Nobody would have even recognized me and my personality and the way that I was when I was with the jerk that I was with who turned me into this meek, couldn't, you know, finish a simple declarative statement type girl who never stood up for herself, who was always on pins and needles about being presented well, and especially around him. And, you know, you just feel like you're never good enough. And it makes you do things that you just would have never done. So thank you to her, because I knew she was the shit. And I'm so glad that she realized she was the shit. And now we can just go be buddies and be the shit together. So that's that. Just wanted to recap everybody. That was 
pretty cool to hear. You know, all day today I've been like stalling on on starting recording for different reasons. One, my mom wanted to go shopping. <laughs> it doesn't take much. She didn't have to twist my arm or anything. So we did that and that took a lot longer than we thought because we're pro shoppers. But then I just kind of wasn't able to get into a groove and now I kind of realize why because timing's everything. And I think God was like, hey, Lindsay, chill for a sec because you're going to get a text that you're going to want to share. So don't record yet. And even though I didn't have it spelled out for me like that, now I know. So thanks to the guy in the sky. He works in mysterious ways. Um, and to keep with the theme of pumping women, I what I want to do for Wednesdays right now until, you know, I don't anymore, is I want to review and support and listen to other women podcasters. Um, because, you know, people, as much fun as it might sound like I'm having right now, because I am, this is a blast. This is so much fun for me, and uh, I really enjoy doing this, but it's not as easy as it sounds or looks. Sometimes you do things like this, and you don't necessarily always get a lot of positive feedback. You don't even necessarily get any kind of feedback. Sometimes you feel like you're on the level of some, you know, 19-year-old quote-unquote rapper standing outside of Walmart trying to push your CD for 20 bucks. Like, that's how it feels sometimes when you're doing this, when you're trying to promote and and get people to listen. You know, they act like it's so difficult to just push play. I don't even care if they walk away from the phone. Can I just get to play? All the other crap people listen to on their phones, like, can you just put me in your speakers one good time, you know? But I mean, I get it. It takes time and, and and I'm not used to having to do something consistently before seeing results. That's just typically in my life, not my thing, right? If I'm not freaking overnight famous from it, stat, <laughs> next. But I'm really going to try to stick with it because I know that good things don't come easy and nothing, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and whatever other cliche you want to apply to that. I'm going to try to believe what people say about that and just keep it pushing for now. And one way I'm going to try to keep myself motivated is by doing for others what I would want done for myself. Um, and so what I've been doing is I've been going to Facebook and I've been looking, like scrolling through this one group that I guess I belong to, this podcast promotion page. And basically, whatever female podcast pops up that kind of piques my interest, I just click play. And if it sounds like something I can say some positive words about then I'm going to do it. And one of the first podcasts that I came across was one called SB Favor Thinking. And out of respect for this show and for any other shows in the future, I'm going to do my absolute best to watch my potty mouth. I know I sound like Sailor Sally 90% of the time on this show because that's just who I am. And although I'm a Christian and although I feel like I'm an intelligent person, I just, you know, foul language does it for me. And I feel like, although it may not uh, include all the audience that I would like to reach, for those ones that it does hit home with, those are the ones that I, you know, those are my people. And I think that sometimes it kind of provides a little bit comic relief to whatever I'm talking about, especially when I'm trying to make a point about something that really irks me and I just want to kind of take that, you know, total anger out of it I'll just throw in an f word or a well-timed b word or something but again out of respect for this podcaster and her show I'm gonna do my best to not because she is uh 
from what I gather, at least from the shows that I've listened to, um, a very polished person. Um, so let me just get right into what her show is and what it's about and the ones that I listen to. Excuse the typing in the background real quick. I got to unlock my computer to pull up my notes that I made. I used to be such a good typer. And if it wasn't for AOL Instant Messenger, I don't think I ever would have gotten there. Gosh, I used to have like nine windows open and brrr, just typing away. Smoke was coming up from my keyboard. Okay. So this is a lady who is based in, I believe, North Carolina. doesn't really matter because now we can hear her wherever the hell we are, right? Oh, there we go with the H word. Let's let that one slide. Um, like I said, her podcast is called SB Favorite Thinking. Um, and that's her name. She goes by SB. And what it has as her description for her show is inspiring topics about relationships, current events, health and wellness, business and inspirational quotes. The goal is to inspire listeners to focus on solutions, not just problems. The podcasts are filled with humor and motivational content to encourage every listener. And from what I heard, I agree. Uh, so when I go to her show, the, you know, I'm scrolling through the episodes, and the first one that caught my eye is Distraction is Dangerous. And girl, don't I know it. You were talking to the ADHD queen. Um, and what's funny was as I was listening to this show, I kind of noticed different ways that we may not even realize we are our own worst distractions. Um, she had a guest on there named Jackie Draper, who I'm not sure if it was a friend or an associate of hers, but Jackie Draper, her guest, is somebody who was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 18. And she's just kind of talking about where she is in life and how distractions are really kind of a, a challenge for her in the current time. And what I love about the basic, like the, the first initial things that I really liked about this podcast was one, her voice. I love SB's voice. It's a very calm, soothing voice. Not like one of those high-pitched voices. You, you guys know I can't stand the Mickey Mouse. It's nothing like that. She's very calm and very soothing and very, uh, she's just very easy to listen to. And I also liked uh, her interview style, where she's not just going through a list of check boxes of questions. You know, she's not just kind of like interrogating the person. She basically just makes a statement of a thought that she has on the topic. And then she asks, what do you think about that? And then she allows the guest to kind of elaborate and give their point of view. And I, I like interviews that are just more, they flow better when they're like that, you know? It's not some awkward thing where you feel like you're at an interview and you got to answer all these questions, you know? I really enjoyed the, the very casual, warm feeling of the show. Um, and the key phrases I remember mostly from this episode are the following. Distractions are dangerous. And they are. I mean, they can be if you're driving or if you're walking. You know, one time I walked into a flagpole. God, like legit, like for real, right? I was on my phone. Bam. Like for real, it was so hard. And I even remember somebody in the crowd like laughing. Not the crowd. That wasn't like a crowd. But somebody walking by, they <laughs> jerk. And what's crazy is like I remember after it happened, I kind of snapped at my son like it was his fault. Well, God, you're always talking to me, JP. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. But it's because I'm on my phone doing a million things and not paying attention. Dangerous. Then the next key phrase I remember her saying is distraction is the enemy. 1,000%. Um, for those of you who don't believe in a higher power or don't believe in God, I was raised in the church. So 
despite my potty mouth and the things that I might talk about at times, I totally, I'm so happy that I know God. I'm so happy that even though I grew up in a Christian school and saw a lot of the hypocrisy that can come with a religious organization up front, I'm just glad that I still was able to maintain a relationship with God because Lord knows where I'd be today had I not. And distraction is the enemy. Um, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, he is a liar. He is a deceiver. And he is so good at distracting us from what we're supposed to be doing in order to, you know, get to the point that God wants us to get at. Uh, one of my favorite verses is, for I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Plans to give you hope in a future. And if you're too busy being distracted, lady, it doesn't say that, then you may not get there. Right? He's excellent at distracting us with different types of insecurities, different types of uh, temptations. He's the best at it. Um, and then the next, the most key phrase that I remember SB saying a lot in her episode was be in the moment. And, you know, as obvious or as simple as a, as a solution as that might sound, it can be pretty difficult sometimes. A lot of times I know when I'm doing something with my son, like if he's having me watch a video game or something with him and I just don't get it, it can be very easy for me to just slip somewhere else in my mind and then I'm missing out on that moment with my son and then later that night after he's in bed, I kind of sit around and think, Jesus, he's growing up so fast and I just want to spend more time with him. And it's like, well, do that. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to multiply the minutes, but maybe just make more of the ones that you had, you know, be in the moment. And so she talks a lot about all the ways distractions can really get in the way of not only, you know, our driving or our walking, but just in they interfere with our relationships. They interfere with how we interact and, and observe the world around us. One thing that I noticed about myself was I, I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, my childhood or how I am as a person per se, but defensiveness for me is probably my biggest distraction. I get so caught up in thinking that certain things people say are attacks on me, that I get defensive. And in my mind, I start thinking of rebuttals and reasons why they're wrong, that I am completely unaware of the rest of the message or the rest of what they're saying. I don't know if I'm the only person that's like that, but I noticed myself doing that a lot during this episode. The first part I noticed it was when her her guest, Jackie, said something about, uh, you know, she was diagnosed when she was 18 years old and she comes from a generation where they didn't just throw medication at a problem. Her parents didn't just throw medication at problems. Instantly, I'm like, well, first of all, lady, you were 18 when you were diagnosed. So I hope your parents weren't throwing medication at you. Right. And it's like, and because I have ADHD and I know I have to listen to episodes more than once, it wasn't until the second time I listened to it where I was like, damn, Lindsay. First of all, <laughs> there's no way this lady could be attacking you. She has no idea you even exist. Second of all, I don't think she's attacking anybody in your generation. She's simply saying that as far as her and how she handled her diagnosis, medication wasn't an option. It was more about diet. It was more about changing habits and just accepting the way your brain works. But the first time I listened to the episode, I was like, whatever. Okay, miss, no medication. How's life working for you? You know what I mean? I just got really crappy about it. And that was such a huge distraction. So much to the fact that I had to listen to the episode two or three times to really hear what she was saying. And what she was saying was how much she's struggling, not how much she's overcoming her ADHD. She's 
at a point in her life where she feels like she doesn't have such a rigorous structure or, or uh, you know, a routine or she's not in a real high, you know, she's a little bit older. Uh, I don't know how old she didn't say how old she was, but she was saying that she's not in some big corporate career. That's a real demanding, you know, occupation. She's her kids are grown. So life just is kind of allowing more distractions. It's a, a slower paced and easygoing lifestyle that she's in right now. And she thinks a lot of her distractions and her ADHD flare ups are hormonal related. And it's possible they might be. For me, I was diagnosed really young. I hadn't even hit puberty before I was on medication for ADHD. And whether or not that was good for me or bad for me, it's not the point I'm trying to make. Just um, just know that I've been dealing with distractions for a while. That's why this episode resonated with me. I really uh, appreciated all the advice that she had. Um, it was just a real intimate relation that I could have with this episode. And it's only been in recent years where I haven't been on drugs of any kind that I've been able to tell myself, okay, Lindsay, try to be more conscious. Because one thing that I think bothers people with ADHD is when we get real simple advice for our issues. Like, for example, I lose my phone probably three times a day. Not lose it, but misplace it to the point where I can't find it. And I have to thank God that there's a find my iPhone feature because if not, God only knows <laughs> if I'd ever find it by the end of the day. Usually it dies before I can find it. So the find my iPhone thing really is just a godsend. Um, and usually people's advice for me on that specific uh, struggle is, well, you know what? Just put it in the same place every time. Well, no kidding. You smart person, you like what? I hate advice like that because typically what happens with an ADHD mind is it's not like we set our phone down with the conscious thought of, you know what, I should probably put this in the same place every time, but I'm a little too busy right now and can't be bothered, so I'm just going to set it here. I'll remember. That's not what we think. What we think when we're on our phone is, you know, oh, uh, maybe I got to take a shower at some point or something else will come into mind where we set our phone down real quick and we run to do something else. Like maybe we got to rotate the laundry. And when we rotate the laundry, we got to fold it. And then we fold it and we put it in the closet and then we got to pee. And then we go pee and then we got to take a shower. And by then, now we're looking for our phone and we're like, crap. It's never a conscious thought like, okay, I know I should be putting my phone somewhere where I'll remember, but <laughs> I'm just going to not. That's why suggestions like that are really frustrating. But that's why podcasts like this and, and dialogue like, like these two were having was helpful. Because sometimes you don't need just a specific solution to a specific problem. If you can just remind yourself a few times throughout the day to be in the moment, focus on what you're doing, it'll help. It'll go a long way. And it's, it doesn't happen overnight. But it really is, uh, like SB was saying on her show, it's a discipline that you have to develop. Because really, we shouldn't be leaving anything undone. And Lord knows. That's like... That's like one of my strengths is leaving things undone. If <laughs> I don't even want to admit how many uh, in-progress projects I have going on right now because I don't even know if I could count them all off the top of my head. That's something I struggle with is actually completing things. Um, so yeah, she just talks a lot about that and she does it with a really compassionate perspective, with a compassionate voice, with a, a non-judgmental, purely just for your own, you know, information type of advice that she gives without coming across as 
making it sound like, well, it's easy. Why don't you just do it? You know, it's just a it's a real nice vibe that the show has in that episode in particular um, that I really enjoyed. Um, then I listened to another episode of hers about communication, which I think is something that a lot of our society struggles with. Not so much the talking part. I think us, our society does a lot of that. But the uh, the other part of communication, the listening part. I think we could all use a refresher course in that. Um, and I, I just, I liked the discussion on that one. Um, you know, sometimes communication can come off very condescending and very wounding and very abusive. Um, she was talking a lot about verbal violence. That was the way she uh, described it. And I love that because alliterations are my thing. And I've heard about verbal abuse, but I like the verbal violence. That's a lot better. And although... I've been known to uh, increase my volume at times when I'm really passionate about something I'm saying, and I probably do use some verbal violent words. You know, there's a difference between speaking passionately about something to somebody versus speaking at somebody or talking at somebody. Um, And uh, she had a guest on that show who I can't recall the name of at the moment, but they also had a lot of great input about things that can get... uh, You know, the context, especially in a lot of this e-communication, like emails and texting, context can get completely lost. That's why I love these voice memos and these other options that we can do for the e-communication because sometimes, uh, like what her guest said, sometimes you can forget that you have the caps lock on and now that email that you sent about, you know, tomorrow's meeting sounds like you're yelling at them the whole time because it's all in caps. And (laughs) uh, sometimes sarcasm or... Just joking in text can come off the wrong way and it can really hurt somebody's feelings. And although we can't always control the level of being offended that the other person might have, it's best to always try to be mindful about how you're communicating. And I just I just liked the advice. And then my last episode that I listened to of hers, which was probably my favorite, which I don't even understand or without even realizing it, because because with her episodes, it felt like every one that I listened to was better than the last. They were all really good. Um but this one was my favorite one because, you know, if, if life were a beauty pageant and some girls were getting Miss Universe and other girls were getting Miss Congeniality, you know what my award would be? It would be Misunderstood. That's me in a nutshell. That's what the this episode was about. And the best part about it, which I love as an ADHDer, it was like less than five minutes long. She just gave a simple quote. She gave her thoughts on it. And that was it. And sometimes that's all we need is just a little nugget to get us through the day. I loved this one because what she said was, you know, being misunderstood can really bite. And you have to remain determined and encouraged through somebody else's misunderstanding of you. Because if your intentions are good, reassure yourself that you're on the right path despite whatever misunderstandings another person might have about you. And the misunderstandings often come. As frustrating as they might be, remind yourself that oftentimes when people don't take the time to understand you, it's an ignorance in them. It's their unwillingness to learn anything about you. And you know what? It's not your job to change them. And it's not your responsibility to take on their misunderstandings and apply it to you and how you present yourself. Because being your authentic self is all you need to be. Should anybody misunderstand? If it's if it's not in them to care enough to try to understand then it's, you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> and you definitely don't have to change yourself to appease them. 
One of my favorite Dr. Seuss quotes is, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. You know, and I just, I, I really, sometimes I like little quick, easy to digest conversations like that. I really, really enjoyed this podcast for so many reasons, and I hope I was able to uh, kind of jam them all in here for this limited time that we have without uh, losing anybody, because I know sometimes I can get excited. and um, But I just, I hope I did her justice, and I hope that you guys check it out. Again, it's called SB Favor Thinking. She's on any podcast platform you can think of. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. Um, all under the same name, SB Favor. I really encourage you guys, if you're trying to just kind of get a new podcast to listen to, um, check her out. Because uh, her her show definitely deserves a nod and a listen and a try. Um, I'm really glad I came across it. And uh, I hope you guys, if you do check it out, enjoy it too. Um, so that's what we're going to... We're going to just wrap up there for our Women Wednesdays. Although... For my last bullet point of today, I wanted to share something with you guys that I plan on researching a little bit more, and I don't know how I'm going to go about it yet, but uh, I think it was maybe probably less than 10 years ago, my uh, my dad, who was adopted, recently was uh, connected with his, his uh, paternal father, or his uh, biological father, sorry, paternal father, duh, is there any other kind? Well, nowadays... Might be. But what I meant by that is uh, his biological father, who lives in Canada, uh, who my dad really never had an interest in finding or made really too much effort in finding. But with all these websites like the Ancestry and all that, it kind of does it for you. And he was able to get in contact with his father. And they have a great relationship now. Him and that whole side of his family, our, our blood family, really. And I think that's great and everything. But uh, I guess... The story is, is that his biological dad and his biological mom, it was kind of a fling thing, right? They were young. Uh, I think my dad's biological mother might have already been in a relationship or engaged or married or something. So when she got pregnant, you know, the options were limited then. And the my my dad's biological father, so my biological grandfather, didn't really know what to do. And as as much as he regrets it now, what he admits to having felt and like he needed to do was to just kind of you know fall back fade into the background and kind of move on with his life and it was something that he said he always regretted doing and he always wondered about my dad and not that I don't believe any of that I think it's great that they've connected I have no hard feelings against my biological grandfather I think he's a great guy and I think you know when you're young and dumb who hasn't been there so I don't want to sound like I'm knocking my biological grandfather because that's not what I'm doing. But what I wish and what I plan on researching a little bit more is about my biological grandmother, my dad's mom. Because she's unfortunately passed. And when my dad tried to research her and her story a little bit, it gets really muddy. Like, there's two different last names to look her up by. Um, I guess she... You know, that's just a lot of the details get really fuzzy. And although there's a couple relatives that my dad said he's aware of on his side, like there's other brothers and sisters, he doesn't seem to really want to rock the boat too much. And it's not that I want to stir up anybody's painful past, but that's my grandma. And I'm kind of sick of women 
and the struggles that they go through and the pain that they may have endured just getting swept under the rug because they're no longer here to speak for themselves. I think it's really crappy that this woman, my grandmother, his mother, may have experienced a lot of tragedy or a lot of pain, a lot of heartache in her life, including, you know, having my dad and then having to give him up for adoption. That's pretty serious. That's a real... You know, a lot of people might consider that traumatic. That's a that's a pretty big ordeal. I mean, pregnancy doesn't happen overnight. Birth isn't something that I think many women look on as a fun thing. You know, you might look on it as a as a joyful thing because you end up bringing this life into the world that you get to love and watch grow up and raise. But, you know, I think at the time she felt like it was best for my dad to hope for the best and hope that somebody else would be able to provide for him what she couldn't. And I just think that's such a hard decision for women to make, and I want to know more about her. I want to know what it was that made her feel like that was the best option, and not in a judgmental way, just in a way that I feel like might bring some clarity, might bring some some explanations to why her life went the way it did. I think she deserves that. Um, I think any woman deserves that. And it kind of bothers me a little bit that my dad isn't pushing for it a little bit more because I think the way he feels about it is, you know what, if she's gone, I don't want to stir up any drama for relatives that knew her if if there's no relationship to be had. And I get that. But I also feel like her story should be told. Her Her story should be heard. Whatever that story might be, I'm curious about it. And from one woman to another, from the granddaughter to the grandmother, I feel she's owed. So that's what I intend on doing, and I'll keep you guys up to date throughout uh, this year as I find bits and pieces and information, and yeah. So stay with me on that. I'll keep you posted. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks for listening as always, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, check out the SB Favorite Thinking Podcast. I know you're going to love it because it's just to know it is to love it. It's it's a really, really good show. I'm so, oh my God, did you hear my loud ass computer yelling at me? Sorry for the ass word. Dang, I made it almost the whole show without a profanity. Ugh. Baby steps. I think I should still get a pat on the back for how well I did. Anyways, check out that podcast. I am almost positive you guys are going to like it. Not even almost positive. I'm I liked it. You'll like it. It's a really good show that I think uh, I'm not going to regret recommending. Anyways, thanks for listening as always, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Girl power. Okay, bye. Bye.